All right, welcome everybody to another episode of our Questions Podcast. I'm here with Pastor Joel today. How are you doing? Doing great. All right, great. My name's Nathan Elam, and I have taken over hosting responsibilities for Michael Sorella, and so uh, we miss him, but he has just kind of shifted behind the scenes a little bit, so we're grateful to still have him on our team. Uh, so today, I have a question from Sergio, and his question is that the Bible says to mourn with those who mourn. However, is there, is there a certain criteria that must be met before Christians join others in mourning? Mm. What do you have to say? It's a great question. Thanks, Sergio, for uh, writing it in. We appreciate that. Um, you're referencing Romans chapter 12, verse 15, and I'm glad you bring it up because it's certainly uh, something that we're hearing repeated again and again and again. Um, almost incessantly in the evangelical church today. We're just hearing, mourn with those who mourn, mourn with those who mourn, mourn with those who mourn. And I think the way that it's being used is, um, your question really, it's good because it cuts to the heart of the issue because the way it's being used, this sentiment, um, or really command, to mourn with those who mourn, is in order, it's being used in order to bypass facts, truth, reality, uh, what what's actually going on in a situation. And so let, let's just go to the text. This is Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Uh, the Bible says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, or weep with those who weep. I think it's helpful to read the verse because it's helpful to remember the first half. So it actually doesn't even start with mourn with those who mourn. It starts with rejoice with those who rejoice. And, and so your question is regarding, is there a criteria? And that's a great question because I think what you're getting at, Sergio, you know the answer to this. You know there has to be. There has to be a biblical criteria, a, a tangible and objective criteria that must be met before the Christian engages in mourning with someone else. And I think the criteria, if we were to sum it up in a word, the criteria would be the word righteous. We should mourn righteously with those who are mourning righteously. And we should rejoice mm -hmm. righteously with those who are rejoicing righteously. Mm -hmm. So apart from that criteria, if we if we don't implicitly understand that, that we are only ever joining people in their mourning when they're mourning righteously, when they're mourning properly, when their mourning is legitimate and valid and founded, if, if we don't have that, um, then number one, it just, it's like a leash around our neck, just yanking us around everywhere. Like people were just yanked around by the mob and whatever they happen to be, you know, rejoicing about or mourning mm -hmm. about that day. And I think it's important because the mourning thing seems to get the spotlight, mourn with those who mourn. But in biblical hermeneutics, we can't, we can't, it, we can't exegete the second half of that verse a different way than, than we would the first half. So whatever... Whatever interpretation we have for mourn with those who mourn, it has to be the same way that we understand rejoice with those who rejoice. So let's just play it out for a second. If it's mourn with those who mourn, and, and what we mean by that is that there's no qualifications, no criteria. We just, if somebody's mourning, we as Christians are commanded by God to join them in that mourning, period. Okay? Well, let's just think of the death of George Floyd. Right? So we should immediately mourn his death. Um, but simultaneously, we should also be rejoicing because there are white supremacists who are excited about his death. Mm. 
You see? So mm -hmm. rejoice, because it's not just one. It's not just mourn with those who mourn. It's, mm -hmm. it's rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And the reality is that, especially at a global level, national level, when we look at society as a whole, there, there are going to be current events and things that take place in the providence of God that will produce both rejoicing and mourning. And, and Christians have to pick one or the other. We have to pick which side we're going to be on. Are we going to rejoice or are we going to mourn? And the moment that we accept that as just an inescapable reality, what we are also accept, accepting with that is that there is a criteria for determining what is appropriate. Mm -hmm. Is it appropriate to rejoice? Is it appropriate to mourn? Another thing that I think is helpful in this is just we could say, you know, we, we rejoice, we should rejoice righteously with those who are rejoicing righteously. Or we should mourn righteously with those who are mourning righteously. Or another way that we could say it is we could just say we should rejoice in love. Or we should mourn in love. And, and I like the word love because we have an entire chapter of the Bible that defines for us love. Namely, 1 Corinthians 13. And if we go to 1 Corinthians 13 and we look at all the different aspects of true biblical love as God defines love, love according to God. Uh, one of the characteristics of this love is that it rejoices in the truth. Mm. So it never rejoices in that which is perverse. It never rejoices in that which is false. It, never, it doesn't rejoice in false narratives. It doesn't rejoice in false witnesses. It doesn't rejoice in <clears throat> rioting and looting and burning down uh, businesses. It doesn't rejoice in a police officer pinning a man to the, the pavement for nine minutes with his knee and unjustly ending his life. It doesn't rejoice with any of that on, on either side. It doesn't rejoice with the injustices um, that were, you know, um, committed by Derek Chauvin, and it doesn't rejoice with the injustices that have been committed by the ensuing rioters. And... Um, so, because love rejoices in the truth. And so I think we could say, back to Romans twelve fifteen, which is where the question uh, comes from. You know, Romans twelve fifteen: rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And so, when do we rejoice and how do we rejoice and what do we rejoice in? The truth. Love, right, being like God, being Christ-like, God is love. And so as we seek to be like God, who is love, we seek to be like His Son, sanctified and formed more and more into the image of Christ. As we seek to be like God, we should rejoice in what He rejoices in. God, who is love, rejoices in the truth. And if we take that, we have to have the same biblical hermeneutics for the first half of the verses, the second. So rejoice in the truth, mourn in the truth. And so when someone is mourning, one of the first questions we should ask is, is this, you know, they're mourning something, right? They have a statement, they have a narrative, they have some kind of, there's something that they're mourning. But the, one of the first things we have to ask is, is that true? Hmm. Did that actually happen? Um, and, and then we also have to say, like, even if it's true and actually happened, um, is mourning the right response? Hmm. You know, is that... So, for instance, like if Roe versus Wade got overturned in our nation, we abolished abortion, and we made abortion a, a crime in our nation, there would be millions of people mourning. So, as Christians, mourn with those who mourn. No questions asked. You know, if you if you're asking if you're cross-examining their their narrative and asking them, but is that actually true? Did that like then you're being insensitive and you're not obeying God's commands. And what? That's crazy. That that's crazy. 
if, if our nation decided we're going to stop murdering a million babies a year legally, a lot of people would be sad about that. Why? Because they're wicked. Mm -hmm. They rejoice in wickedness and they mourn righteousness. Mm -hmm. And that's what Isaiah speaks about. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Mm -hmm. And so when a person's heart is in rebellion towards God, they, they rejoice in that which God hates and, and they mourn that which God actually rejoices in, that which mm -hmm. God actually loves. And so there would be many in our nation who would be mourning the loss of their legal right to murder their own children in the womb, and we should not even consider mourning with them because they're mourning wickedly. They're not mourning righteously. So rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, and, and I think the implicit criteria is righteously. Righteously mourn with those who are righteously mourning and righteously rejoice with those who are righteously rejoicing. So when someone comes to you with with an account of something that happened that is tragic on the whole, if it happens to be true, um, I don't think that the Bible says that we immediately have to start mourning with them. I think what the Bible says is that um, we need to be as sensitive as possible, but, but we do need to substantiate that person's story. We need to make sure that what they're mourning is, is some kind of something that actually occurred. It's actually true. And then once we've established that it's true, it actually occurred, we also have to establish, is this worth, is it proper to mourn this? So the, th the thing that you're concerned about, did it actually happen? And then mm -hmm. secondly, if it happened, is it actually something that the Christian, someone who's striving to be righteous, should be mourning over? Mm. And so I think those are two criteria that we look at. Like, is it true? And is it is it mournable? Is it rejoiceable? Is it you know is is it true? And is it worth the Christian mourning? Is it worth the Christian rejoicing? It's worth the Christian rejoicing so long as it's worth God rejoicing, and it's worth the Christian mourning so long as it's worth. God morning, but we need to know, we need to substantiate and establish, did it actually happen? And then second, we need to determine, although this person is mourning, should the Christian mourn? Mm. Is God mourning? Mm. I, I will, I'll end with this. Mourn with those who mourn, you know, rejoice with those who rejoice, <coughs> mourn with those who mourn. Before we seek to apply this in, in our endeavor to obey the second greatest commandment, that is loving our neighbor, perhaps we should apply this in our endeavor to obey the first, the greatest commandment, which is our endeavor to love God. The first person that we should seek to rejoice with when they're rejoicing and mourn with when they mourn is God. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Joel. I appreciate that. And in light of the last word that he just had, I'm reminded of Romans 5, I believe, that says, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And so we're so mm -hmm. thankful for that truth that we see in God's word and uh, that first and foremost we should rejoice uh, for what God rejoices in and mourn for what God mourns for. And so uh, thank you for tuning in, uh, tuning in to another episode of Questions. Like us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, etc. And uh, we look forward to having you guys tune in next time. All right, thanks so much. God bless. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com slash offer. 
We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.